All right, I'm back. Part two, Chin and Truth. Let's go. So look here, gang. Uh, the last thing I left off on was uh, my analogy with uh, skinny per, per, people, skinny people versus healthier people. Yeah, you know, it's not a joke. The blase and the glavenoids. Let me tell you. Again, the super straight movement is toxic. Because like I said, even if the guy who created it was joking, even if the guy who created it would date a trans woman, he's giving fuel to a fire that doesn't need to get any fucking hotter. I, I've, I've been saying this for the longest fucking time. Your words carry weight, gang. And like I said with Marjorie Taylor Greene, the bad part about the internet and social media is that it gives audience and voice to people who don't need an audience and a voice. We now have to pay attention to stupid people. Now, if you're, I, I've been fortunate in my travels. I, I had some football playing success. So I've done more than one nationally televised interview. And when you get to the point where you're doing nationally televised interviews, you literally have to learn how to do it. it. You just don't go to a mic and start talking. You have to learn how to talk to the press because as we were taught, I'll tell you guys, it's a game. It's another sport. And you have to learn how to play the sport. One of the first two rules they, they'll teach you is one, there's no such thing as off the record. There's no such thing as pleading the fifth. But the most important thing they'll teach you is that every mic is hot. Now, if you're around my age, you remember when Ronald Reagan, he was joking. He was absolutely joking. But you remember he was getting ready to start a presidential press conference? He did not think the microphone was on and they caught him saying the attack on Russia starts in five minutes. Y'all remember that? They put his monkey ass on the apology train and it pulled out of the station. Bam. In six seconds, Ronald Reagan had to walk that shit back. We were in the middle of the Cold War. You can't joke about it. Russia hated America. America hated Russia. The Cold War. There are certain topics that you can't joke about. Wow, I just hit puberty. You can't joke about. Like I said, Gina Carano. We're not going to go into the cancel culture, but I'll probably do an episode about it. They told her to shut the fuck up. I like Gina Carano. Gina's still on my ex-wife list. She's phenomenal. Our relationship will be terrible. But Gina was told to shut the fuck up. Why? That last tweet? The bad comparison between being a Republican and being a Jew during the Holocaust. There's some things that you don't joke about. There's some things you don't make comparisons about, like the lockdown. Like I said in one of my Twitter videos, if you can still order a $17 kale smoothie 
with wheatgrass protein and almond milk? It's not slavery. It's a CDC mandate. They don't want to kill the fucking planet. Stop comparing it to slavery. You know what the other thing you don't joke about? Transphobia. So when you do things like super straight, again, one guy's joke is a thousand people's fucking battle cry. You got to stop doing it. So here's the thing about the whole fucking super straight, and I'm sure it's part of the joke, but like I said, it's not funny. They have a flag now, just like the queer brothers and sisters. They've got a flag, the rainbow flag. I love it. I own one. The super straight flag are the exact same colors as grinder colors. Now, it's a podcast, so I can say it. Grinder is a gay hookup site. Right? It's kind of like, oh, Jesus, I, I should have spun off on this one. Y'all remember that damn, it was, uh, I'm look, Larry, I want to say Larry Craig. But it was another one of those hardcore Christian Republican uh, government workers. Gay is bad. He was the one who got caught. Uh, fucking taking a shit in the line. Was it the DC airport where the known signal for I'm ready for some homosexual relations is to tap someone's foot under the stall while you're taking a shit? Remember his uh, excuse? I just have an unusually wide stance when I defecate. Let me tell y'all something. I've got, I'm six foot three. I'm every inch of six foot three. I have a 38 inch inseam. I am legs for days. I bet you I'm taller than this guy. I've taken a shit in a great many public bathrooms and my foot has never touched a man next to me. No one goes to that airport and taps a foot without knowing what that means. No one goes on Grinder thinking that you're going to meet necessarily your life mate. Who knows? Maybe you will. But chances are, no, you don't. You just want some dick. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've always said, if your sex act doesn't include a victim, go for it. You want to try some shit? If you are a dom and you think you want to try being a sub, go for it. If you think you're straight, but you want to try something a little bit on the gay side, go for it. If the worst thing that happens is you're like, yeah, that wasn't for me. Okay, you've learned. If your sex act doesn't include a victim, knock yourself the fuck out. But no one goes on Grinder, <laughs> not knowing what Grinder is. And so the straight, oh, I'm sorry, the super straight pride flag are the exact same colors as the Grinder flag. Also the exact same colors as Pornhub. Now, some of y'all right now are lying. Oh, Robert, what's Pornhub? Shut the fuck up. You know what Pornhub is. <laughs> Give me a break. So, gang, first and foremost, you know what? This is part two of this episode. We haven't blessed it yet. You know what time it is? Hold on. Mm. Gin and truth. Let's go. I'm about to wrap this shit up. I gave you the problem. Now, here's my solution. Gang, 
Well, first and foremost, you know what I owe you? I owe you an explanation because I said I was going to explain why. Again, one, I'm an incredibly protective personality. My father is a protective personality. Don't fuck with my dad. That guy can't walk. His body doesn't even have a shape anymore. <laughs> but it, it, don't fuck with my dad. If you mess with someone my dad cares about, I promise you, even in his elderly crippled stage, he would find a way to set you straight. Now, my paternal grandfather, who I never met, on top of being the nicest man apparently on the planet, the most generous, even though that man, he would have to save money just to be poor. Big Burke apparently was the most generous man ever. If he had a dollar, he gave you 50 cents. But he was also the most protective personality. And apparently I got it too. So number one, you want to know why? This is what, two and a half episodes on my trans brothers and sisters? It's because I'm an incredibly protective personality. Right is right. That's what my dad would always say. And if you fuck with my trans brothers and sisters, that's not right. And I will make it right no matter what I have to do. I'll sit here and talk on this fucking podcast or I'm going to set you straight with my hands. But you will treat, as far as long as I can see it, you will treat my trans brothers and sisters with love, honor, and respect. Because the other side you're not going to like. That's the bottom line. But the truth is, my older sibling is trans. Now, my older sibling was trans long before Ellen and Will and Grace, before the internet, before podcasts. I have seen firsthand what anti-LGBTQ treatment looks like. Now, I live with a mental illness. And there will be uh, uh, an episode on this later. But I have survived multiple suicide attempts. My running joke with myself is I suck at suicide, right? My sibling has had multiple suicide attempts, but it's because my sibling was trans. I did that to myself because of me. Berkey did that shit because of other people. Imagine living in a world Every time you walk out of the fucking door, you're wrong. Imagine living in a world to where, and we were brought up hardcore Christian. And that was one thing when you're Christian and you're like, oh, I, oh I've got sin. I, I saw a person I can't afford. I coveted. Oh, I'm a horrible person. I know what it's like to be LG. Shut the fuck up. No, you don't. You're making that shit up. Imagine living in a world to where you are truly a second-class citizen. Now, my dad told me when he got back from Vietnam, not only did he have to go underneath the airport, and that's one reason why people are like, oh, support the troops. Shut the fuck up. You're doing it now because it's fashionable. But my dad said, coming back, he had to go under the airport. You know, where the luggage and the dogs went. Not just because he was a baby killer, but because he's a nigger. Imagine what that feels like. 
Now imagine stepping outside of your door in a Christian community. We're in the South. That's simply because you are drawing your breath. You're wrong. And again, for all of you, it's like, oh, I struggle with sin too. Oh, I, I saw my neighbor's wife. I wanted to fuck her. Oh, it's so bad. They don't make laws against that. Even if you fuck your neighbor's wife dick drunk, you can still get married, can't you? You can marry the lady that you fucked who wasn't your wife, your neighbor's wife, and you two can adopt. Trans people can't. Gay people couldn't. So imagine walking outside your door every fucking day, and no matter what you did at your core, you're terrible. That was my sibling's upbringing. I've seen it firsthand. So I told you I'd be honest, and now I'm honest. That's why. That's part of the reason why I'm so protective of my trans brothers and sisters. Because I've seen firsthand what it can do. Now, today's gay kids, our trans kids, our lesbian kids, our bisexual kids, our pansexual, it's a little bit different time. They still struggle. But Berkey was born in 1968. Not so sexy back then. So let's get back to the ending. I gave you my problem. Now here's my solution. We stop making these jokes. And one step further, it's not that you stop making the jokes. If you drive the getaway car in a bank robbery, you're just as guilty as the person who held the gun to the teller's head. You're going to jail too. It's no longer enough to not make the trans jokes. You have to be the person to tell the person who made the trans joke to shut the fuck up. Now the person, again, let's let's say I'm going to give him quote-unquote credit. The dude who sat there and made the quote-unquote joke about uh, super straight, he's not the only failure. His friends are the failure. Someone should have told him, Dude, if you hit that sin button, I swear to God, I'm going to punch you out. But he didn't do it, or she didn't do it. So he hit the sin button. He may have been joking, but he gave a voice to all the transphobic assholes who are dead serious about it. Now, if you want to be part of this solution, you got to get active. Our trans brothers and sisters are fucking suffering being called he, she's, being called it. It's dehumanizing. And again, when you have a movement that's defining itself based on what they don't like versus what they do like, you got to understand it's still dehumanizing. I can't tell you the number of people who I've called racist to their face and they're genuinely confused. Why? Because their bar is low. Well, I didn't call you a nigger. I don't understand. You just told a college graduate, me, and not from some rinky-dink-ass college. I graduated from the University of Texas at Austin. I'm a graduate letterman. Do you know how hard it is to become a graduate letterman? I'm a teammate. One of the perks, I never pay for sporting events, any event. I flash my ring, I pull my card out, they pull out the red carpet, and they say, go in, sir. I watched you play. (laughs) I remember you. 
That's what I get. I don't, I'm so mad I don't even know where the fuck I was going with that. <laughs> but like I said, you guys are getting nothing but first takes. And I'm tired of shit. Hey, at least you know I'm a Longhorn Letterman now. I don't even remember where I was going with that. But if you aren't a part of the solution, you're part of the problem, gang. I want my trans brothers and sisters. I really can't remember where the fuck I was going with the Letterman's analogy. <laughs> like I said, first take only. If you want to be part of the problem, please continue to be silent. If you want to be part of the solution, just like I said with racism, if you haven't lost friends, you haven't done it right. Everybody knows a racist. You do. You just don't want to admit it. You got to check those fools. Everyone knows a transphobe. And every time someone makes a joke, ha ha, it was only a joke. And you sit and you laugh with your hands in your pockets. You're part of the fucking problem. It's no longer enough just to sit there and not do a goddamn thing. So you have to ask yourself, what's more important? The safety of your trans brothers and sisters or protecting the feelings of a transphobe? Because that's really what it comes down to. Gang, I say it all the time. I'm going to continue to say it. I love y'all. Gin and truth. Let's go.